the, these things Kevin are talking is talking about is it, it filters into uh, our relationship with our kids and and just other relationships with friends and couples that we work with. So really taking what we're learning. Uh, these principles that we were talking about and in being intentional in our relationship with God and transferring it into our relationships with others, it affects every area of our life. This is Words to Live By, a podcast that serves the purpose to help you supercharge your relationships with God, others, and yourself. I'm Michael Gibson, and this week on the show, we're going to be doing something new and unique. You know, Dad and I love receiving your comments and emails about the podcast, so we decided to reach out and ask our listeners what they've been learning on Words to Live By. And this week, we're back with Kevin and Kat Casey, who's going to be sharing their inspiring story of how honor helped transform their relationship. It's all next. And here we go with another edition of Words to Live By. It is your host, Michael Gibson, and we are back. From summer break, I'm sure last week you uh, noticed that there was something different uh, in your on your podcast app that you did not see an episode of Words to Live By, and it's because Captain Dad and I were on summer break, but we are back in full force this week uh, with a super fun episode, and uh, it's fun to be able to uh, we're, we're back doing this remotely, and uh, so Dad is in Dallas, Texas this morning. How you doing, Dad? Fantastic, Dad. Captain Dad is back. <laughs> you know, people are really liking this nickname of yours. Yeah, I'm liking it too. I think <laughs> I'm going to start making a business, print T-shirts with Captain Dad, and, and uh, become an entrepreneur. <laughs> you know, actually, you really should. Uh, we should do a shirt called Captain Dad that we can uh, uh, let, we can our, give our podcast listeners the opportunity to be able to buy. That'd be awesome. Yeah, maybe next Father's Day, which was awesome, by the way. Hanging oh. out with kiddos, and I got so many cool things from each and every one of my kids. And I have to brag on you because you were first. You actually gave me your card ahead of Father's Day. <laughs> well, I was like, you know, I am so bad at remembering uh, when to, you know, when to buy cards, and then, you know, I'm the guy going in at the last moment into Target trying to find a card, and you know, it's it's always like the the, you know, the ones that are like <laughs> the ones that no one seemed to have wanted. And uh, but uh, this time this year, I was like, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to get things ahead of ga- ahead of the game. And um, I went to Hallmark this time. So kind of, uh, you know, <laughs> tried yeah. to play game. And uh, so and I got you a Star Wars card, which I know is the uh, way to your heart always. Yes, I love Star Wars. And that is a great way into my heart. But then getting your card early, I thought, wow. Something traumatic must have happened. So I opened it up instantly, and it was my Father's Day card. And I was like, wow, this is unusual. So, hey, thank you very much for the early Father's Day. Got off to a great start. Then Hannah and Zoe did a fantastic job. Zoe actually gave me a book. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, and she put so many awesome things in there that I'm going to keep that one forever. Yours was good. Hannah's was good. But Zoe's book is a once in a lifetime. Oh, well, I love being upstaged by Zozo. And uh, we had such a fun Father's Day. And and, um, I uh, so on my summer break, I uh, was kind of all over the country and um, just flew back um, a couple days ago. And um, 
I, uh, I and I actually got to surprise you for Father's Day, which was really fun. Yes, that's my favorite thing. Is I love surprises, and especially when my kids surprise at my house, come <laughs> up, show up at my house, which is fantastic. Oh, I know. We love surprises. We love surprises in this family. And, um, you know, but what's not surprising, Dad, is um, the episode that we have today is an episode that I know you have been wanting to do for a long time. And um, it's uh, I remember you pitched this idea to me and I instantly loved it. And um, I we want to do a couple of these, but we're starting off with some with some really great people. And and why don't you go ahead and tell um, our words to live by family uh, what we're going to be doing today? Yes. Well, first of all, I love it when someone actually likes an idea shared. <laughs> that is fascinating for me. And yeah. Well, you're two for two, Captain yeah. Dad and now this idea. Yeah, so on a roll. And But this idea of, you know, one of the things when you start listening to authors and speakers, especially these best-selling New York Times people that we're having on our podcast, when listeners are listening, they're getting great stuff out of it. They're getting great content. But then I always wonder when I listen to these things about, I wonder how people are really putting things into their life. What is the transformation? Because when we're listening to these so-called experts, we expect it. And we kind of expect, you know, that they kind of had it in their life the whole time. But in reality, we know that they actually worked hard to get there to get that message. But then how does it translate? How does it just translate into the real world? How do we translate these words that we're talking about to live by into our everyday life? And so I came up with this idea, what about if we just invite some people that have really experienced transformation in their life by these words to live by? You know, it's kind of like going out to the street now into people that are living it out. They're, they're practicing kind of what they're learning. And I thought it'd be really cool, and I'm thrilled to introduce our guests, Kevin and Kat Casey, on board. So I want to welcome you guys to the show. Thank you. We're happy to be here. Yes. Uh, And I can't think of a better show, Michael, to start with than the Casey's. And to have them on board from the first moment we met is like their instant energy. And they just love people. They love life. And for them to be a part of this podcast, because I got to be with them. I got to see a lot of growth in their life. But also the main thing is I love their enthusiasm for not just wanting to keep it into themselves, but to be able to share it with other people and for them to be able to encourage people. So that's kind of what gave me this idea of how to do this show is, wow, I think the Casey's would be perfect at being able to show what has happened in their life because over time they're going to share is it hasn't been the greatest experience for them and I think they have some fantastic wisdom to share words to live by for our listeners that will truly benefit from this show in a way that wow this stuff really does work and if I put this principles into my own life, I will see my relationships grow. I will see the quality of my life go up. So I'm excited for Kevin and Kat Casey to share with us today and to be able to just have a family room conversation as we talk to them about really how to have a great relationship, but really what are the words to live by that uh, will be a great encouragement to others. 
And so to get us started, hey, Kevin, why don't you start start us off kind of with a kind of just a snapshot of where you were maybe when you were 25 years old and just kind of bring us up and we'll do the same thing with uh, Kat as well. Sure. Well, uh, again, we are happy to be here with you guys. Yeah. Uh, I grew up in, in Kentucky, in Western Kentucky, uh, and uh, had a long career in federal law enforcement. So at uh, 25, I was just really beginning uh, my law enforcement career. Uh, I got married at, at 24 and for 30 years had a, a marriage that really didn't work at all. Uh, and a lot of that was because of uh, not having realistic expectations or having the skills to be able to communicate and to uh, uh, work out work out the problems and conflicts that come up in a marriage. Uh, I was really, really focused on my career for a very long time. All right. Why don't you go ahead and share a little bit with us, too? Kat, me? Um, I, at 25, I was born and raised in Fort Worth. And at 25, I was in my first marriage. And I was starting my family at the age of 26 with my daughter, having a daughter. So my life was uh, pretty much, um, it, it was... It was a moment I, I can remember it very vividly, you know, feeling nervous, start, you know, being a mom and uh, being responsible for uh, raising this little life and uh, yet needed needing to work at the same time. And um, I, I don't think I felt a lot of direction in my life, um, but uh, definitely the what I know now. I wish I could have definitely known then because I know I would have been way more intentional in just every area of my life. Um, I, I was pretty intentional with my daughter, but, you know, as far as marriage and um, other relationships, I, I don't think I really knew how to be more, as intentional as I am now. Okay, that's, that's a great word you just used, being intentional. Kind of take us through that word. Why, why are you choosing to use that word? I actually learned that word from you, um, but to me, inten being intentional means um, a lot of times there's things that we think about uh, a person um, or we think different things in our mind that we would like to go or do or say that would improve uh, this relationship or that relationship or just even a compliment of someone. And I have learned to be intentional about sharing those thoughts, those good thoughts, those powerful thoughts that lift other people up. You know, if I notice they're doing something that even our children, we have three kids, three girls in their 20s. Uh, well, no, one's, one just hit 30. But, you know, being intentional about telling them we're proud of them. It's never too late. You know, me being intentional about telling Kevin I'm proud of what he's doing or, or what he said or advice that he gave someone. And um, to me, that is what being intentional is about, as well as the way we carve time for family and, and each other and, and the way we carve time for God. We just actually make it, we're very intentional about it versus just kind of surviving and going through the motions of life. Michael, that's something that as our family, if, as we've you know grown up through the years and 
is we've always tried to be very intentional as a family, very intentional in our relationships, you and I spending time together, you and mom spending time together, me and, the, and Zoe and Hannah spending time together, is an intentionality, is having intentional uh, efforts into relationships because we know over time that relationships, some relationships just flourish, but if we don't get in intentional in our relationships, and that's kind of when autopilot sets in. It's kind of when apathy sets into the relationship. And then we can't experience the fullness of relationship because intentional, if we really, you know, that's something that uh, Carrie and I have always tried to do as a family is to be very intentional in our efforts. And, and Michael, I'm sure as you've grown up, always having these family times set up, family dates, mom and I being intentional with our dates, and so that's something that you've seen pretty much growing up in your whole life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, uh, you know, it's funny because growing up, I used to hear from my friends all the time is, wow, how are you and your parents so close? And um, I used to kind of, you know, just kind of laugh at that. But, you know, when I look back, I think that's probably one of the greatest gifts that I could have received from you and mom is is that gift of intention, intentionality. Because, you know, I think, like you said, dad, when we when we tend to go into autopilot, that's kind of when dangerous things tend to happen. And so the more and more we can be intentional with, with, you know, the people that we're in relationship with, you know, the healthier our relationships are going to be. And, and, um, and, you know, it's also intentionality is something that's, that is, is relatively, you know, it's, it's easy when we, when we make time for it and it's, it's easy when we put our mind to it. And, um, and so that was, you know, it's, it's even now being older and, you know, my, we were talking about Zozo earlier in this show and, you know, she's 10 years old and, and, you know, she's always, she's always geared up and ready to do something. And, um, you know, with, when, when I can be intentional and, you know, say, Hey, Zoe, you know, let's go jump on the trampoline or do you want to go with a movie to, to a movie with me? You know, it's, it's easy, easy things to be able to do. And, and, um, she just lights right up. Yeah, she really does. And being able to, uh, be intentional, you surprising me coming to, Dallas from, I think you were in Philadelphia at the time, you had to work to make that happen, but you valued the relationship. So you were intentional in growing the relationship by surprising me and how much honor that is that you were showing me and gratefulness, how much I appreciate that. And so really intentionality is a great word you just shared, Kat. It's because it really does, if we want our relationships to grow, is relationships just don't happen. If you want a healthy relationship, you have to be intentional. You have to be purposeful in your planning of the relationship. And here's what sucks about all of that. It takes hard work. It doesn't come as a convenience, does it, Kat? No, it doesn't. And it makes me think about what I shared with you um, and Kevin and I shared with you about um listening to Rick Warren, which who I dearly love, but um, that, you know, we always hear the saying life's greener on the other side and it's not greener on the other side. It may not be green on your side, but where it's going to become green is where you water and cultivate it. And that to me is being intentional. You have to work at it. You have to cultivate it, but that's where it will prosper. And that's every relationship. Not, I mean, with your children, with friends, family, spouses it's it's everything you know what in scripture it really talks about in the parable of sowing seeds you, uh -huh. you, and if you want to plant 
of seeds, good seeds in relationships is that's you like a farmer. A farmer has to cultivate, has to nurture, water, fertilize, make sure there's there's good oxygen and, and sunlight. All the things that goes into growing, let's say like a beautiful garden, it takes lots of work and you have to cut back. You have to pull out those weeds. And no one like, as a punishment, I used to make my kids go pull weeds. You know, something, you don't like that, did you, Michael? No, I hated pulling weeds. <laughs> yes. It's a great way of, of working off whatever it was is go pull weeds. And <laughs> it's a great thing to, you know what, it takes effort. It takes work. No one likes pulling weeds. But when you make sure you have no weeds, you're guarding your relationships and you're investing in the relationship, such as watering your relationship, is it kind of chokes out those weeds because you've got good seed with that. And it can choke out those bad things. And so that's a great word is to, it just – being intentional is really watering the relationship you want to see flourish is planting those good seeds. Exactly. Don't you think that we've definitely more intentional now? I think even Kevin and I are more intentional now in our own relationship than we were when we first got married. Yes, definitely. And uh, it, it makes me think about the work that we're doing to help you, Roger, through the relaunch program. That once we first got involved in that and we saw how uh, helping and mentoring couples was really helping our relationship, that uh, that became something we became very intentional about is to make sure that, you know, we uh, we attended all those classes and, and came and uh, assisted uh, and, and got to know the couples and worked with the couples because it, it was helping us so much uh, that, um you know, we were happy to be able to help other people as well. Yeah, and just kind of share a little bit at Fellowship of the Park, the church that I'm on staff with, is we do a program called Relaunch. And Relaunch is really to reconnect marriages. It's, it's a program to kind of put the spark back into relationships. Sometimes when we do allow apathy to set in, you get a disconnection. So we really want to see couples thrive in a relationship. So we have this whole program at Fellowship Parts called Relaunch. And it's designed specifically to help couples reconnect, be able to communicate better, resolve conflict better, and really be intentional in a relationship to regain that spark, that, that reconnection. And so this is a great program that Kat and Kevin were able to participate in, but also just really embracing, living out the principles that are taught through that class and be able to share it with other couples and they are dynamite mentor couple and but going back kevin what would you guys share with other young couples other married couples who may be disconnected is really is has been instrumental in you and Kat's relationship to feel not only just in a better you know every couple you kind of know when you're in your group you kind of feel like wow man we're in sync Everything seems to be going well. Then we get in these valleys. But then uh, just getting back out of those valleys is, is a whole skill that we share as well. But really, what has been instrumental in your relationship? Kat mentioned intentionality, but how about for you? Well, I, I think just uh, the process of, of learning about ourselves, uh, learning about our own relationships with God and how that relationship then carries over into our our personal relationships with other people, especially with our spouse, that uh, 
we grow up not really examining or understanding ourselves or looking at how others perceive things. And uh, what we've been able to do over the last couple of years is to really understand each other better, uh, to understand what makes uh, us feel the way we do about certain things. And that was something I really hadn't uh, examined before in my life. Uh, I sort of had the idea that everybody thought about things in the same way. They or If they didn't, they should think of them in the same way that I did. Uh, and then uh, once I finally began to realize that, that there really was a difference um, and to uh, really look at, at how people uh, related to certain things that, that happened and, and uh, uh, that type of thing, it, it, it helped me to have a closer relationship with Kat and to understand her better. Right. Right. And you're talking too. I mean, it, you know, it filters the, these things Kevin are talking is talking about is it, it filters into uh, our relationship with our kids and, and just other relationships with friends and couples that we work with. So really taking what we're learning, uh, these principles that we were talking about and in being intentional in our relationship with God and transferring it into our relationships with others, it affects every area of our life. Right. It it really does. And Kevin, I'm just really interested in, in what are you talking about when you say, well, let me put it this way. How did you learn? Because a lot of us really do go through life kind of thinking, I think the right way. Everyone else should be thinking this way, too. But then realizing that other people are all different. People have different backgrounds, how they think, how they should be processed, how they want to be loved, how they want to be appreciated. So how did you start learning how to get off of kind of this track of this is how people should be to more of appreciation and understanding of other, how other people operate. Well, I, I think when, when Kat and I were first married, uh, there were some things that, that we struggled with um, some, uh, some personal problems. And, and I, I loved her so much. And I really wanted things to work, but we were struggling trying to make things work. So as we got into counseling and uh, we got involved with you in the relaunch program, uh, and God, and and really drew closer to God, that that was sort of an eye opener for me and got me away from looking at things through my eyes uh, and helped me to try to look at things through other people's eyes. You know, you know, Kevin. What I love about what I love about your testimony is, um, you know, uh, have you guys ever been? Uh, have you guys ever heard of that farm in um, in Arkansas where you can? So um, I've never done that, but um, I have heard so many of my friends say, "Oh my goodness, you've got to go to this farm in uh, in Arkansas because Arkansas, I guess, something with the soil. It's one of the most unique places in the world for finding diamonds." And, um, you know, what you were just sharing just kind of reminds me of, of uh, kind of what my grandpa used to teach. And we, we talk a lot about my grandpa on this show. And I know you guys are, are uh, listening to the podcast and, and um, you know, but uh, hunting and putting on a, a filter for the, the positive things and, and the great things that, we, that when the people that we do relationship with, it kind of, what you, what, to me, what you really started doing was you started uh, looking for different things to, to, um, to honor and um in, in each other and um and you know i think what's what's so cool about that is is you know because you know when you when you go to this farm in arkansas you're not guaranteed to find 
you know, a diamond. And, and if you do, they're usually really small, but there's always that uh, chance that you can find this world record uh, diamond. And, um, but, you know, when we, when we do that uh, process in each other and we, when we begin to kind of look for different things that we can honor, we're always guaranteed to find these huge diamonds. And, and, uh, and so it, it seems like that's it's just, just listening to our, our conversation, that's kind of been something that has really uh, jumped out at me. Michael, that's really um, something that you and I had talked about. In fact, even last night is how you and I talked about how honor is really becoming a, a lost uh, art here in this world. Yeah, you know, and and so many people, you know, growing up in the millennial generation, and and um, you know, at this at this place I am right now, and and uh, you know, I'm, I'm 24 years old. My my friends are you know all getting married now, and um, I was just uh, off the air. I was just telling uh, Kevin and Kat that I was uh, had I attended two different weddings over the last couple of weeks. It's wedding season. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's just interesting because, um, you know, whenever, whenever they just couples, you know, they, they ask me all the time, they, they say, you know, Hey, you know, what would be uh, some advice that your grandpa would give us? And I always tell them to, uh, to, you know, really start and build your relationship on the foundation of honor. And, uh, because when we're able to treasure hunt and we're able to find those diamonds in each other, it just totally revolutionizes our relationships. But, you know, I think that a lot of people mistake, and this is what we were talking about yesterday, Dad, and I'd love to, um, I'd love to get your opinions, Kevin and Kat. But, um, you know, I, I think people mistake uh, honor with chivalry. And, um, you know, I, I think people think of honor as, you know, well, let me just be kind with my words and let me, you know, just, um, uh, you know, treat this person well. But I like to say, you know, people say all the time that chivalry is dead in our society. But I, I argue that honor is just on life support. When we choose to wake up this sleeping beast inside of us of, of honor, it just totally revolutionizes our relationships and, and revolutionizes the way that we love each other when we start to kind of see those unique qualities um, that each of us possess as, um, as something that's highly valuable, like those diamonds. Michael, just to be able to share, you know, because a lot of times we, we talked about honor being on life support. What a great word picture and being able to, how do we incorporate honor into our lives, whether we're married, single is honor goes way past kind. So help us to really understand what does it mean to honor? So Kevin was really talking about he was choosing to go way beyond being kind, but he was choosing to honor even cats' differences, their kids' differences, maybe even strangers. How do you choose to honor people well? Well, when I think when we when we make the decision to honor people, it's choosing to choosing to see um, choosing to see people as the as uh, the rare creations of God that they really are because I think a lot of times we tend to just kind of wander through life and and you know seeing people uh, as you know what can I get out of these people how can these people make me feel better and uh, but then when we start to when we start to look at each other like it with the uh, with the with the God lens you know and what I mean by that is by putting on um, these goggles and and uh, because you know God sees all of our unique qualities and all the and all the qualities that make us special. He doesn't need to go digging through uh, dirt to find these these rare diamonds. He can pinpoint them with um, with with perfect accuracy. And so when you you know one one thing for example that was always um, that was always really kind of uh, kind of frustrating for me uh, growing up was. Um, 
was when my sister Hannah would, um, she would always kind of nitpick, you know, and uh, uh, remember dad, she would just kind of always, you know, you'd be feeling really great and you'd put on a new shirt and, and Han would, you know, say something that would just, uh, that would just totally, you know, lower your confidence instantly. And, um, and so, but I remember just actually recently, you know, and, and it's really bothered me ever since really for a long time until just recently. And, um, I realized that, that the reason she does that is because she loves us so much that she, you know, is, is, uh, concerned about, uh, is concerned about our images and, uh, and wants us to look good and wants us to be our best. And, um, and so now whenever, you know, I'll come out and I'm feeling really good in my new shirt, that's probably two sizes too small. And when she says something, you know, in the past, I would just kind of storm off and say, well, you know, you don't know fashion and, you know, and, and, uh, uh but now I, I really, you know, think of those things and I, I, I look for what would, what would God say in this situation? And, and, she, you know, those, the rare qualities that I'm missing there are that she, you know, cares about me and, uh, she cares about the way that I, I, you know, want to appear to people and she knows that, you know, style is important to me. And so she's trying to help me as much as I can. And, and um, so when we start to make the decision, you know, grandpa used to say all the time that love is a decision. And so when we make the decision to be able to love those qualities in each other, that normally we would just kind of pass off as, as just insignificant coal and insignificant dirt, they actually are rare, precious diamonds. If we take a look at them through God's, uh, through God's eyes. Right. And, you know, we can't help but think of the life verse of, of Romans twelve ten, where it talks about be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourself. And not many people really like honoring other people more than they honor themselves. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. In yeah. our generation of talking about honor, which is means really is highly valuable is understanding how we're highly valuable. God created us is we're more precious than diamond are to God is, is we're the highest quality and esteem that 10 times how valuable we are to God. And, but then seeing others as a priceless diamond, so valuable that you want to treat them with the utmost respect, with the utmost love, the utmost kindness more than ourselves and it's amazing when we devote each other in love then we honor each other how relationships naturally flourish but again we got to come back to that word intentional you have to be intentional when you choose to honor one another yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Kevin and Kat, I'd, I'd love to hear from you guys a little bit more, but I know you kind of alluded to this uh, a little bit earlier in our episode, but um, give me an example. I want to hear from both of you on this. Uh, give me an example of, um, of, uh, of an instance where you kind of started to notice that shift in your relationship, where you actually started to put on that filter, put on those glasses and be able to kind of see um, and be intentional about seeing these um these qualities about each other that that you maybe kind of once felt you know that were a little annoying and frustrating, but actually kind of became a little bit endearing and and uh, became became the root for uh, for honor. <laughs> Kevin's over here pointing finger at me like, okay, you go first. <laughs> um, so I, I I love the the way the way this is going because this is so true, Michael and. Um, I love the digging for diamonds and being intentional with our honor. And, you know, when we were, first got married, as Kevin alluded to, that uh, 
we were not getting along well. Um, we both basically, as he said, he wanted me to think the way he did. And I, you know, it, we, we were just clashing at, at every turn. And um, when I, I started actually doing the love dare on him, I don't know if you're familiar with that, that, that book, but um, it was my way of being intentional and learning to love him in a different way, in a way that God wants me to love him. And I needed something to guide me. And um, for me, that's when I started seeing that shift because it was a daily way of <clears throat> me being intentional, the way the book would guide me to, to look for certain things or do certain things for him that um, instead of thinking, oh, why does he act this way? Or, oh, I wish he wouldn't say those things. or you know, get mad or, or whatever it was that we were having conflict about rather see those, those good qualities. And because it's so easy for us to focus on those bad things. It's just, I don't, I guess it's just human nature, but so we, as Roger said, being intentional with our honor and choosing to be, um, um, you know, focus and, and dig for those, those good diamonds, if, if you will, in the other person. And from that's when I first started seeing the shift. And then of course it's just continued to, to go in that direction. So Kevin, being a recipient of Kat's intentionality to honor you, love you right where you were, what did that do to you? How did you respond to that? Oh, it, it made a huge difference with me. I, I guess I'm, I'm one of those people that um, I, I like to do things. I like to make efforts for people. Uh, and uh, it, it really makes me feel good when Kat recognizes uh, the efforts that I'm making and, and how hard I try. And, uh, you know, not being used to uh, having praise or, or being talked of fondly like that. Uh, it, it really fed me and, and made me want to even go farther uh to uh, to do these things that were being helpful. Right, and uh, what I was just really even thinking about is how Kat made the decision. And you know, one of the things we talk about too is the other person isn't the person that changes the relationship. Is I can change the relationship. I can take responsibility. I can take the initiative and make a difference in a relationship. And take it. Well, that's true, Roger. And I think for a while, for quite a while, we both, Kevin and I both were trying mm. to make the other one change rather than making the change in ourselves. Right. I'll, I'll use an example with, with Kat that she can be a worrier at times. Yes, very much. And so. <laughs> uh, let things bother her. And, and I tend to not be quite that way. So uh, in the beginning, I would just say, oh, that's no big deal. You shouldn't let that bother you. Just go on. And as as we got into uh, really working on our relationship, I began to understand that her worrying was a need for reassurance. So when I began to reassure her and comfort her when she was having these times of worry, it made her feel better. And then she would in turn compliment me for helping her. And that made me feel better. So we were we began to really help each other as opposed to, you know, trying to impose our will and make each other change. Mm. That's great. And, and Michael, as we 
you know, start looking at relationships, you know, obviously Kevin and Kat being married, practicing these, these words to live by in their own relationship, making a difference. But we don't have to be married to someone to make the decision to honor people. Is we can to honor people right where we are. As we always say, life is relationships, the rest is just details. So whether you're 18 or 80, that is something that we can choose to do because in all of this, it's just truly a worship to God when we honor people. It's a way we can love God is to love people. And how can we, even if we're not married or connected in a relationship, really choose to honor people? Yeah, I like to say that all the time that life is a series of honor opportunities if we allow it to be. And, um, you know, it's it's funny as a single guy, I uh, find try, I have to be really creative to try and find opportunities to be able to honor people. And whether if that's honoring you and mom, you know, you and mom or um, if it's honoring my sisters or even honoring the person taking my order at Chick-fil-A, you know, it's uh, it's it's just. It's like a, it's a, an opportunity. It's like a window of opportunity to be able to, um, to be able to enhance every single one of our relationships. And, um, and so honestly, you know, a, a great way to be able to do that is by, uh, is by just picking out and, and, uh, you know, mom used to challenge us all the time to be, uh, to be like spies looking and, um, and trying to, you know, find an opportunity to be able to, uh, to be able to make someone's day. And, um, and so a lot of times whenever, you know, I'm, uh, driving in my car, you know, going to get some lunch in Springfield or, you know, getting my errands done and, and, uh, it's just, it's just looking for opportunities to be able to, uh, to be able to see something in someone that maybe the ordinary person wouldn't see, but that God sees. And, um, and so, you know, it's, uh, one thing that I like to do is, is, uh, and, and not in a creepy way, but I like to just, uh, I like to compliment people. And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, maybe somebody who's, um, uh, you know, taking my order somewhere and, you know, I just say, wow, you know, uh, and, and our, our friend, uh, Jim Shaughnessy is a, uh, who listens to this podcast is, is a great example of this. And, and, uh, I was just in Philadelphia with him last week and, and, you know, he, uh, he'll like uh, see these guys and, and, uh, you know, there's just these huge muscular guys and, and he'll kind of do a little bit reverse what I'm trying to say, but he'll, uh, he'll say, Hey, I think that's a, you have a string hanging out of your shirt there. And they'll say, Oh, really? And they'll kind of look at their shirt and he'll go, well, it's just your arm. And, um, and you know, it, it kind of opens up the opportunity for people to laugh, but then he goes, man, you are just, you're so built and you must be an athlete. And man, it's just, it's just to see these people just kind of go from, you know, well, it's just, you know, ho-hum, you know, I'm going to take these people's order and, you know, I just got to get through the day and, and just to see their faces light up and, and just to see them, you know, just really feel special. It's just, it's just an opportunity. Um, it's just an opportunity to be able to grow. And, and, you know, Jim is one of the most loving people that I know. And, um, and so I, I think that that's, that started definitely from such a, um, being intentional about, about honoring, not just his own family, but everybody that he meets. Yeah, people really want to learn to honor God and others is hang out with Jimmy for a week and you will become a professional. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so he taught me how to hunt people, actually, because I used to never, ever want to do that. And so being a big football player himself, he played for the Patriots and uh, 
the Oilers when they were in Houston. So here's a big football player, but he just honors people by being able to do that. You know, it reminded me of a story. I was in Waco, Texas uh, last weekend over by Baylor University, and I went into a burger place, and I was on my my phone was there. Then my phone rang, and it was Carrie. And so I always answered the phone, and I got Bluetooth in my ears, you know, just talking into the phone. And I say, hey, gorgeous. And the girl in front of me turned around and looked at me <laughs> with a huge smile. Now, here's this creepy old guy behind her. And here's this young college girl, turns around when she hears, hey, gorgeous, yeah. makes eye contact with me. And I was like, what do I do? But here's what I noticed. For her, it wasn't like, hey, get away from me. But it was just the sheerness of thinking that here someone saying gorgeous to her. I had to I felt bad. I had to point to my phone saying like, hey, I'm on the phone actually with my wife. But uh, I could see that just the quality of our words and how the impact of someone just hearing what they may think is directed towards them. And uh, so I had to figure out really quick how to make her feel honored through all of that and not, you know, make her feel embarrassed. But the thing is, I saw that how our words, how we can have the opportunity every single time to be able to honor people. And even though we may not ever see them again, is God orchestrated that person to be in our lives? And how can we honor them? How can we make them leave feeling better about themselves? And Kat and Kevin, I can't thank you guys enough for being on this program, really sharing with us intentionality and choosing to honor each other, even though we may be different from each other, we think different from each other, we may have different habits from each other, but it doesn't matter. We can still choose to honor that person and be intentional on building a great relationship. So what a great word you guys shared with us today. Well, we've enjoyed it. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Yes. Hey, you both have just totally inspired me and, and, you know, it's, it's so cool to be able to see uh, people, you know, just take on, take on what you guys have had, uh, what you guys have been able to do. And, and, um, you know, and I definitely learned something today that, you know, intentionality is definitely the birthplace for honor and, and, um, and, you know, I've just uh, so enjoyed our time together and, and, you know, dad, I'm thinking about the people that are listening uh, to the show right now and are maybe touched by Kat and Kevin's story like I have certainly been and um, are kind of, you know, they're just really struggling with their relationships and, and um, you know, they, they really don't know what they're doing and, and they really don't know why things are so bad. And, and um, you know, but I, I know that, um, you know, definitely from my own life that when you, when you look at, when you look at honor and when you look at being intentional about honoring, it just has the power to be able to totally revolutionize your relationship. But um, Kevin, uh, I'd love for you to, uh, if you would, just uh, kind of end our time by by praying for those people that um, maybe you know we're we're in a similar place and didn't don't really know which way is up and and are just really looking for some hope right now. Sure, dear Lord, we thank you for this beautiful day, for this opportunity to uh, be with Michael and Roger, and for the the wonderful message that they give and the inspiration that they give to others. Lord, we. Pray for all the couples that are out there that are people that may be struggling with relationships. 
And we just ask that you help them to turn to you because you are the true inspiration and seeking your guidance can help all of these relationships as they have helped ours. We thank you so much for all your blessings. And please be with us and guide us all the time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.